Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Driven to the Cross radio broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alfred Fisher, and this is part of the ministry of Christ Covenant Church here in McAllen, Texas. I'm very blessed to have you tune in today. Thank you for spending part of your Sunday morning with us. I want to invite you to come on down at 1030 for our live service. We're located at 1320 West Nolana Avenue in McAllen. And you can check us out on YouTube. We're at Christ Covenant McAllen. You can check us out on our webpage at ChristCovenantMcAllen.org or even on Facebook at Christ Covenant McAllen. Check us out. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to get to know you. Love to be a part of your life as we worship Christ together. Will you join me in prayer? Our Father in heaven, Father, what a glorious time it is to be able to come to you with thanksgiving in our hearts. Lord, we see all the trials, the turmoil going on around us. All the sensationalism, all the worries and strife and stresses of this modern life. Father, many of us are affected by that. But we thank you that we can come to you and lay it all at the foot of the cross of your son, Jesus the Christ. Lord, I come to you right now and I ask for peace upon our land. I ask for unity in our land. I ask that you would be made known in this great land. That once again, this land would fear you and worship you and honor you. That this nation could truly say it is one nation under God. Lord, I don't know who needs to hear this this morning. But you are still God. And all these things shall pass away. All these trials, all these tribulations, all the hurts and the pains are all going to pass away for your glory. Help us to be made more in your image and honor you in all things. And I ask you to bless this time together as we study your holy word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are nearing the conclusion of our lengthy series on the session of Christ. And this morning, I want to talk to you about a couple things. I don't know if we're going to talk about all of it, because we have such a short time together. But I want to talk to you about the part of judgment in the session. I want you to understand that the wrath of God is not upon the righteous, but upon the unrighteous in his judgment. But the rewards that God gives are to the righteous. Now, there is a reward for the believer, and that is our inheritance in Christ. Aren't you glad, my friends, that when you are a believer in Christ, you are going to receive the rewards for your deeds. Your actions are under the blood. But my friends, that's not a license to go and sin. That's not a license to turn a blind eye to sin. 
It is a call to demonstrate the righteous, holy nature of our God. I want to take you for a moment on just a short walk and some events that are taking place right now in our country. There have been several jokes about the 2020 year, about how it just has been crazy and getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Over the summer, we saw riots, people dying, people burning down cities, people burning down schools, houses, robbing businesses, government turning a blind eye. We saw churches having to close down because of the pandemic. We saw schools being closed down. We saw restaurants being closed down. We saw people losing their jobs. We saw a great amount of division. But one thing I did not hear a lot of was a call to prayer. I did not hear other churches rallying people to pray, to serve. We are so blessed here at Christ Covenant McAllen to be a part of our community and to serve our community. Oh, my friends, if ever there was a time in our modern culture for the church to stand fast, to humble itself and pray, to seek the face of God, to stop the entertainment, to turn the house of God into a house of prayer, for the Christians to begin discipling one another and fulfilling the Great Commission it is now. The wrath of God is upon the unrighteous in judgment. Are we counted among the righteous. Are we? We should be. But now listen to what I'm going to read you out of Romans chapter 2. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever that art that judgest for wherein thou judgest another thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. And we're going to stop right there in Romans chapter 2. Because I want, to, I want to point something out to you about the unrighteousness. For far too long, we as Christians have thought better of ourselves than we should. For far too long, Christians have browbeaten others for sin that they deemed more egregious than others. And here's the scary thing. And we talked about this last week, and I used some of these same scriptures last week. But brothers and sisters, understand something when I tell you this. If we have a secret sin in our life and we are trying to be better and more right than others around us and we're pointing fingers and we are casting judgment when we have not yet confessed our own sin and we are saying, well, you're sinning, but don't look at mine. Guess what? 
we are unrighteous just as they are. My friends, do you understand that the Pharisees did the same thing? They thought they were better than others. They separated themselves to the point that they wouldn't go and serve and minister to those who were in need. They mocked, they stole, they berated. All because they thought that they were more righteous and fulfilling the law of God. Oh, my friends, we as Christians have to check our hearts. We have to confess our sins before a mighty God who already knows what those sins are, but out of our obedience, we confess them to Him. Now look with me, if you will, to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Got to turn here in my Bible. That's one thing I love about the Word of God. It becomes very familiar to you. 2 Timothy chapter 4. The re God rewards the righteous in judgment. And I want to start at verse 1. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead in his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. If I stop right there, you're going to say, well, doesn't that sound like it contradicts Romans chapter 2 about judging? No, it does not. Listen to this verse again. We are being charged before God Himself. We are being charged before the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're seeing that He is going to judge the quick and the dead. In other words, the, live, the living and the dead at the second coming. But now listen. Listen to what is being told. He says, preach the Word. Proclaim it. If you're going to proclaim it, you better be living it. Be instant in season and out of season. In other words, you had better have a zeal for the things of God. It is not just a liturgy. It's not just a religious action. It is not just something you go and, and do to mark a box each week or to have a proper appearing no, if you are instant in season and out of season, you have a zeal for the living God. Why? Because you have a desire to be in His presence, to be serving Him, to love Him, to worship Him, to obey Him, to honor Him. You're passionate about Christ. It's not something you turn on and off. But now listen. Listen to what follows it. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. That long-suffering, that long-suffering, that's patience, perseverance. It's that kindness 
the thing that comes because you've gone through the trials that have made you more in the image of Christ is because you've come to know Him. And you're not expecting everybody to get it right the first time. You're not expecting them to be perfect. But you have the patience to give the understanding. And as such, do you notice that this is something that's lacking in a lot of churches? This is something that is lacking in a lot of homes. This is something that is lacking in a lot of our culture. Doctrine. Belief. Oh, soundness of mind. Soundness of teaching. You're not making things up. You're not being persuaded by the winds of time, by the things and the events that go on in a culture. You're rooted in the Word of God. You're unflappable. You're not moving about. You are right there, ground into the Word. You're firmly rooted Now listen to this. Listen to verse 3. Because remember I've told you that when God tells you to do something, He gives you a reason for it. He explains it. That's one thing that makes Him a good teacher. Verse 3 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. You ever wonder why churches have a tendency to want to go to entertainment, easy preaching, and put butts in the seats? You ever wonder why the big name megachurch preachers don't like to talk about sin? It's because they want to tickle your ears. They don't want to drive away their audience. They don't want to drive away. It's because they fear losing men and women more than they fear God. And what happens when they won't adhere to the sound doctrines of Holy Scripture? The Bible clearly lines it out. But they turn after their own lusts, the things that they crave the most. That's what they start emphasizing. That's what they start focusing on. And listen to verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. When people would rather be entertained by stories, rather be entertained by songs, rather be entertained by dancing or movies or music or whatever it may be than being taught the sound doctrine 
of the truth of the Word of God, then that is no longer a church, but a social club. Then that is no longer something that fears God. Well, I want to tell you that here at Christ Covenant McAllen, we fear God. Now listen to verse 5. Verse 5 is a response and an exhortation. It says, But watch thou in all things. And here's something that we don't want that's coming up. Here's something that the modern Christian runs from. It's something nobody likes. Throughout time, nobody has liked what the next two words are. Nobody wants to go through it. Nobody wants it. But we're told that we have to. We're told endure afflictions. Oh, my friends, we have not yet seen afflictions. We have not yet seen afflictions. In other countries, yes. We see it on TV. But here in America, at least not yet, Christians are not being used to light the streets. Their bodies are not being hung up as lampposts. They're not being beheaded and hung from bridges. Their homes aren't being burnt to the ground. They're not being shot at their job. The doors are not being barricaded of a church with the people inside and lit on fire. Women and children are not being dragged from their homes and raped and murdered in front of the, the Father. We have not yet begun to endure the afflictions. In many ways, we become too comfortable, too complacent, dependent upon our luxury. And as such, we become fat and lazy. But let me read to you all of verse 5. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Here's what that means. Your ministry is your life. You prove that you are a follower of Christ by the works that you do, by the works that you do in His name, by the things that you do, how you act, how you respond, how you serve, how you give, how you pray, how you drive. Things you post on Facebook. Oh, my friends, make full proof of your ministry. Let your works prove who you are. 
For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. My friends, that's the last testimony of the Apostle Paul before he was beheaded. Now I want to read to you verse 8 of the things that he was looking forward to. The things that he was looking forward to. He knew he was going to die. He was aware of it. He didn't fear it. They looked forward to it. Why? Listen. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. He was not looking forward to his own glorification. He was looking forward to receiving the crown of righteousness from Christ. But you know what he does with that? He lays it at his feet. Because Christ is the only one that is worthy of those crowns. Because it is his righteousness that the Father sees. Not ours. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Now what he's saying here, he, he's going on, he's giving further testimony here. But I want to go back and I want to read to you verse 8 one more time in our closing. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Now you heard that, right? You heard what he's looking forward to. Now, I want to take you back to Romans chapter 2. I want to read to you that first verse again. <coughs> Remember the things that the Apostle Paul said. Remember what he had told Paul, what he had told Timothy here. Remember that. Remember he said, full proof thy ministry. Be instant in season and out of season. Preach the gospel. Now listen, listen to verse 1 of chapter 2 of Romans. And ask yourself this question. Am I doing like Paul instructed Timothy? Am I going to receive that crown? Or am I more like verse 1 of Romans chapter 2? Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, Whosoever thou art that judgest, 
For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. Now listen to verse 2. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. My friends, are you one who is going to receive the crown of righteousness or the judgment of unrighteousness? Are you one who is going to receive the crown of righteousness or are you one who is going to receive the judgment of unrighteousness? Contemplate these things. Ask yourself, how have I furthered my walk? You wanted a a time to be able to grow your ministry? Well, look back over a tumultuous year when the rubber needed to meet the road. And how did you respond? Were you there? Did you serve? Did you witness? Or did you say, I don't see a need? I didn't see you, Lord. No, I didn't see any need. Will he say to you, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in into thy rest. Or will he say, Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. Do you want to receive the judgment of unrighteousness or the crown of righteousness? My friends, that's all we have time for. I want to invite you again to check us out, ChristCovenantMcAllen.org, or on Facebook at ChristCovenantMcAllen. Send us an email, a message. Drop us a line. You can even donate to support this ministry there. We made it real easy on both Facebook and on our website. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to partner with you. We'd love to know that you're praying for us because we are praying for you. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he encourage you. May he guide you. And may he bless you. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.